Hello and welcome to the Raise Your Vibration podcast. This podcast is for you if you are interested in improving your health and way of living. I help you to become the best version of yourself and of course to raise your vibration. My name is Daniela. I am a holistic health and energy coach for women and intuitive kundalini yoga teacher and I am your host. In this podcast I simplify the teachings of Ayurveda for you and I show you how you can easily apply them for yourself. I also share wisdom from yoga, tantra, theta healing and much more. It is my passion to support you on your personal path. Have fun listening to this episode. Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Raise Your Vibration podcast with Daniela. That's me. I'm so happy to talk about a super interesting subject today with you, as I believe. And it's about nutrition again. And I have made a little summary for you with the 14 most typical nutrition quote-unquote, mistakes that we make here in the Western world. Of course, there would be maybe more, um, but uh, I've just sticked with that, the ones that came to my mind and um, I believe um, are the most um, important ones. And also, I would like to say that it's not really mistakes, it's just some things that we do how we eat, how we combine food or um, habits that are not so beneficial for our bodies and for our digestion. And we could do them mm, yeah, a little bit better. And therefore, we can, of course, do something for our health or overall um, well-being. <laughs> and... Because when we don't eat the right way, we, it, it's not possible that we thrive. We feel maybe tired, sluggish, we have, have digestive issues, concentration problems and things like that. So in Ayurveda, as you maybe already know, we work with the concept of the Agni. Agni stands for our digestive system. There are 13 acnes in our body, but the main acne is the digestion. So when I talk about acne, I'm really talking about our digestion or how you can also translate. Acne is digestive fire. Acne is of course also a god in Hinduism in India, maybe you know him. But this digestive fire 
is like this little fire that we have in our bellies. And in Ayurveda, we believe that it's very important that this fire should always be slightly active. It should not be overactive and it should not be um, underactive or very low or not active at all. And therefore we need to eat at the right time, the right food, we have to chew well, all those things are very, very important. And therefore, for example, um, Ayurveda also does not really recommend water fasting or juice fasting or those kind of things because yeah, it really it diminishes the acne. So therefore, um, for a detox or so, it's more recommended to eat the kitchari or maybe just soups or something like that. But more on that in this episode and I will not focus um, too much on detox side. I just wanted to say that. So the goal of this episode today is of course not that you have to change everything, how you eat, um, what you eat. It's really more to give you an inspiration and maybe to give you a little bit a new way of looking at how you eat and maybe also new body awareness because it's in the end it's all about how you feel with it and what makes makes you feel good so maybe some things that i will tell you right now when when i start with, with the 14 um, examples you will maybe think oh yeah i never really felt good eating this and that or that and that, that and this but I just ate it because I just always ate it since I'm a child or just it's in our society or, you know, things like that. So that's the entire goal for me with this episode. And as you know, for me, it's important to keep it simple. So I will not use too many like very complicated words. So I will keep, um, yeah, keep it super simple so that Everyone can understand it and everyone can also remember the things that are important for them. So let's dive in. So the first thing <laughs> that is a very, very common um, one is eat and drink cold or eat um, um, when we eat food right from the fridge or when we drink cold um, beverages, for example. Um, you know, things that are really, really cold, as I said, just coming from the fridge. Or, of course, the worst thing in Ayurveda is really if you put ice in your drinks. So also things like um, ice cream, of course, also count to that, or... Um, you know, frappuccinos, um, um, iced coffee, um, all those things. Why is that? Hmm, well, I have just talked about the acne. So that little, little fire god <laughs> within our digestion, within our belly. If you want to kill your acne, that's the best way. Go for that. Drink cold and eat cold <laughs> yeah that was of course just yeah a little um yeah i don't mean that so don't kill your acne 
you don't want to kill your acne. So really eat and drink cold in moderation. I'm not saying you can never have an ice cream again or never have an iced coffee or never have a um, yogurt just right from the fridge or so. No. But I'm just telling you, be a little bit more aware of doing that. Because when we eat or drink this cold, as I already said, it's like a shock for the digestion and for the entire body. It's, it's really, maybe you also know this, like this brain freeze that we sometimes have if we drink something super cold. Um, that is like, it gives like a little um, shock in the brain, kind of. So, and also, um, we all know the stories um, of, of drinking uh, cold pina colada or eat an ice cream um, or drink water with, um, with ice in a foreign country when we just arrived or when we just like, um, you know, still haven't really adjusted to the weather there. Um, like, for example, if you go uh, to the Caribbean on, um, yeah, for, uh, on your vacation or to Egypt or other countries. Um, yeah, and then you drink something cold and you have immediately diarrhea or you get really sick. Besides the fact that maybe something was not good or hygienic um, with the food or the drink, which is of course also possible, another reason is really the cold. So as I already said, it's really, it, it's such a shock for the system and because the digestion was already a little bit drained from the traveling, that's really then too, just too much. And your digestion falls totally out of balance. And yeah, you get this, this, um, this nice <laughs> diarrhea thing and you maybe can't enjoy your vacation so much anymore. So therefore I would really, mm, yeah, recommend to wait a few days at least until you have yeah, until your body is used to the climate and then you can maybe have an ice cream or something. I'm not saying you cannot have it at all, but really in moderation. And it's definitely not something I would recommend for anyone on this world, no matter where you live, to have on a regular basis. That is, that is um, a treat that you can give yourself on a special day or um, yeah, to celebrate something, but it's not something you should eat regularly or drink regularly. Especially for kapha types. So kapha are the ones that already have a lot of earth and water in their system. And they're also cold in nature. Ice cream is the worst for a kapha person. So if you know that, or if you want to learn more about the doshas, you can um, listen to my episode where I talk about the basics of Ayurveda. I'm not going too deep into that today. But um, yeah, the kapha people are the ones that um, also tend to have water retention. And But usually, it's funny, they love ice cream. Or all the kaphas, at least I know they love it. 
but <laughs> just don't overdo it. Because another thing that happens with kaffa when they eat a lot of ice cream during the summertime is they can really gain weight because it slow downs the di uh, slows down the digestion, but also they um, metabolism kind of with them. For the other types, that's not really a problem, the gaining weight. But the other thing that I said with the digestion, of course, that's for all doshas, vata, pitta and kapha. Another thing I would just like to mention here with the ice cream is um, that it's, I have found it's really difficult to find a good ice cream without any sugar added. So therefore I would recommend if you want to go yeah, if you want to go the healthy version or if you already know, okay, the cold is not so good, maybe I should also not make it more unhealthy, quote-unquote again, um, with all those sugars in it. So then you can make your own ice cream. For example, you can just take a banana and some coconut yogurt and maybe a little bit of tahini or nuts and then you can blend it. And put it in the freezer and you have a really delicious, um, yeah, really, really delicious ice cream. And it's healthy. Or yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's at least way healthier than most common um, brands. If you know, by the way, a brand that has no sugar, you can please send it to me because um, I also, I love ice cream, but I don't eat sugar. Um, I, of course, make exceptions sometimes, but um, I'm very conscious about that. So if you know one with no sugar, and when I mean no sugar, also not like um, so-called healthy sugars, please send it to me. Uh, by the way, another thing. Um, when you want to do this recipe, don't use normal um, yogurt or milk with that. Really, you have to go for coconut yogurt or maybe soy yogurt, but not uh, milk products because milk products we should never, never, never uh, mix with banana. That's another mistake, but I will get to that later. But just already keep that in mind. Bananas don't mix with milk products, with dairy. And here I go into the next topic, which is sugar. And I would like to talk about the so-called healthy sugars. Because, uh, yeah, the advertisement for food is just so funny. When I just see what I see on packages written, I sometimes really have to laugh. <laughs> and um, oftentimes um, it says, there's no sugar in it, but then I look at it and I see there is sugar in it. Maybe, you know, not, not the, the, the plain sugar, but it's still sugar. Um, so in my opinion, there are only two really healthy sweeteners. If you want to use a sweetener, and that is honey and coconut, uh, coconut um, sugar. In classical Ayurveda, of course, jaggery or cane sugar is also recommended, um, but also not overdoing it. Herefore, um, I just have to 
yeah, I found it a little, uh, yeah, a little bit difficult to find good variations in the normal stores here for jaggery and also for the cane sugar. If you also here know a good brand which is organic and contains all the natural minerals, please share it with me. I would be open to um, try that, especially jaggery. Um, you could also maybe sweeten with dates or other dried fruits. That would also be okay, I think. Um, I, by the way, also don't really recommend things like agave syrup uh, because it is super, super high in fructose. It contains like 90% fructose. I also don't really recommend stevia because it upsets the, um, the hormones in our bodies. If you want to have it from time to time, it's totally fine, but it's, it's certainly not some things that I would recommend to put on your daily breakfast or in your coffee or whatever. And um, what I already said, it's like the myth is really this sugar-free labeling. Because when you look then at the ingredient list, Oftentimes there is sugar in it. It has just another name. For example, maltodextrin or rice syrup or um, uh, cane syrup or other syrups. Um, yeah, which is also sugar. So if you want to be sure that you have something with no sugar in it, you should you should really read the label correctly. And therefore I always recommend you to check the ingredient lists before you buy something. So the nutrition table is secondary because that just sums it all up and a lot of things have sugar in it in a natural way. And that's another thing, so I'm not talking about that. For example, a strawberry or also dates, they're of course very high in sugar, but it's a natural sugar. So I'm talking about the added sugar. And also uh, the ingredient list is always like that. The first word is, which is um, like the most in this food and then the second one, the second most and so on. So if you find especially um, rice syrup, for example, in the first three words, I've also seen it the first word, then you can be sure it's just that. It's really, there's not much left of the other ingredients. And there's probably not yeah, too much healthy about that. And also, if you see there are too many names in the ingredient list, or words that you don't understand, I would recommend you to put it just back. You don't, don't buy it. Just in an emergency. <laughs> um, because also when we don't understand the word, it could really be um, sh uh, sugar that is hidden or of course also other edit, um, additives, which you don't really want to have. Um, we don't really want to have that in our bodies. It's just not good for us.
but it can be a little bit tricky um, because yeah it says healthy sugars or it, it says sugar free so now you know what you have to look and what you have to check on before you buy it by the way um, I also I don't really recommend gluten-free products for this reason either because usually I have found or all the labels that I have checked they contain sugar and therefore yeah you really have to think twice if that's a good option for you another very interesting fact is um, what I believe um, is from the Ayurvedic or the holistic point of view that when we have an intolerance, let's say we are gluten intolerant, that our body tells us that that's not something we want to have. So therefore we maybe also don't want to have something that is similar or um, you have to make your own, but in a really in a healthy way. Also Ayurveda says that those intolerances they mainly come from a excessive consumption of these foods. For example, um, yeah, gluten intolerance. Maybe the person ate a lot of bread and a lot of pasta for many, many years. And then the body just reacted and said, stop, I don't want that anymore because I cannot handle it anymore. It's a very interesting um, view, I think. And to me, it absolutely makes sense because in my world, the body always talks to us. It's, um, it gives us signs and it's always the best to listen to the body because the body is so wise and it knows everything. And yeah, it knows everything before we know it. <laughs> and it gives us signs. But we have to yeah, be able to understand or to hear the body, of course. Then I have number three, which is called smoothies. So we had like this little bit smoothies epidemic a few years ago. I feel now it's not so, um, it's not so common anymore, but it's still there. Um, but there was really a time where everyone would drink those smoothies with many, many different ingredients in it. And we thought, oh my God, it's so healthy. And I had a time, I remember I uh, read a book about uh, from someone and I think she has really amazing, um, amazing tips in this book, but she also recommends this smoothie. And I, I tried that and for me it never worked. I, I was I just, I was like in the morning, the first thing um, she recommended to drink this smoothie and for me it just didn't work and I thought, oh, why doesn't it work? It's so healthy, I cannot do that and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, so today I just know that smoothies, especially when you put a lot of ingredients in it, um, it's, first of all, it's cold, it's raw, and it's very hard to digest. Especially when you put like many different fruits and veggies in it, it's the body, it's, 
it's it's really it, it's just too much the body cannot handle that and also of course the cold and the raw because in ayurveda we say cold and raw food we already talked about the cold food uh, and raw foods it's very hard to digest it's one of the hardest digestible things you can eat and just a few types can really digest it and also it's only recommended in the summertime. I didn't put that actually as a topic but I would just really quickly uh, explain the seasonal eating because uh, we should not eat the same things in the summer and the winter and in the fall if you live of course in a country where you have the four seasons so for example if you drink a cold smoothie in the winter time and I really tried that <laughs> it's so against the body and it's also really against your digestive power that it has at that time and also about the enzymes that you have that time in your body so it's so hard to break down those yeah, those cold things in, um, in the fall or in the winter. In the summertime, it's of course a different story. Then from time to time, you have to try it. You really have to absorb the body if you are one of the types that can digest it, uh, digest it. Or if you feel just super bloated and tired and cold, then it's probably not for you. If you want to go for a smoothie, I would recommend it at lunch because at lunch from 10 o'clock to 4, uh, to, from, from 10 o'clock to 2 o'clock, our digestion is at its highest and then we are mostly able to digest it. And by the way, what I also saw, um, what people did or what was really uh, when, when I also went to those smoothie stores, what I saw um, was those fruits and then even they would put milk or nuts in it. And that's, that's such a um, un, <laughs> not optimal thing to do because that really gives a huge chaos in your digestive system. So because I will get to that a little bit later for the mixing, but fruits should never be mixed with other things. I will get to that, especially not with milk and nuts or also um, seeds. So that's really something I highly recommend you to stay away from if you can. If you put, I mean, there are always like little exceptions you can make. If you put like one, um, one spoon of flax seeds in, I don't know, if in a green juice. Yeah, maybe it's possible. You know, there are little exceptions you can make, but not, I would not recommend it to do, to mix too much. Um, yeah, so the, the most important thing here is smoothies, I wouldn't really recommend it else in Ayurveda we don't recommend smoothies we can make exceptions uh, what could help if you want to have a smoothie is really to just put 
a few ingredients in it and then to add some spices and maybe also add some warm water. What I think is no problem is um, if you want to have a juice. So if you have a juicer at home, also here I wouldn't recommend to mix too many things together, but juicing in my opinion is okay to do from time to time. Also in the summertime or in the springtime, add a little bit of um, ginger or black pepper or cinnamon or um, turmeric, that definitely helps the digestion. But you have to try for yourself. But to go like to have smoothies on a regular basis or also juices, I wouldn't recommend. Um, then I have number four, that is more of a behavior and it's eating while standing. In Ayurveda, we, we really say that we have to sit down. We have to sit down. We have to take out the time. If you can bless your food before, if you can prepare your food yourself, sing mantras or just add some love to the food, um, that's of course always the best. But while eating, really take your time chew well of course that's also a huge subject i haven't really also um put that in in this list that could also be a topic for its own chewing well if you can chew really about 30 times by the way smoothies should also be chewed that's also if you want to have a smoothie chew it that's important because the chewing yeah it's the most important pre-digestion kind of um, so yeah, about not standing up, not running, I mean, of course not running, but not walking and then eating the sandwich or of course the worst I think also is eating a sandwich in front of a, a computer and keep working. Um, so the best would be if you could eat in silence, if you could maybe listen to some soothing music, something quiet, not so to hip hop or rock music. That's not the best uh, to listen while you eat. Or also um, to have like heated discussions. So really like um, loud conversation, emotional conversations, or of course watching the news, that would be really, really unhealthy. Um, this is especially important if you have um, a lot of water in your system. So water is the, the sensitive, tiny um, person that has a very sensitive nervous system and gets stressed very fast. So, and no, I would say many, many people have an imbalanced water, even though they are maybe not a water person, but they have an imbalanced water. And we always work with the imbalanced water in Ayurveda. So if you feel stressed, if you can't sleep, if you have feel your thoughts are racing, if you feel you have maybe dry skin, um, what else? Nervousness, insecurity, anxiety, all those things. So this point, sit while you eat, is very important. Very, very important. Also for pitta, I would definitely recommend it. Um, because we 
pitta can overheat and they should really calm down and um, yeah not 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 always because yeah the pitta type would probably be the one that eats the sandwich in front of the computer so if you can really take a break eat slow would be very very good and a kapha type which is the, the slow type the the type I've been talking about before, the one that has a lot of water and yeah, water and earth, and could gain weight easily, or has water retention, you know, this type. For that type, I think we can make an exception from time to time and maybe um, have eat, I don't know, um, an apple or so while walking. But I would also not recommend to eat an entire meal while walking or to do it on a regular basis. But for cough, I feel they can make little um, exceptions. Then I have number five. This one is a huge one, I believe. Um, it is called breakfast. <laughs> so for example, uh, I know, especially here in Switzerland or also in other countries in Europe, we love our muesli. But uh, unfortunately, um, it's so difficult to digest and it's really not doing us much good. And now I'm talking about the cold muesli or also, of course, all the Kellogg's or things like that that you just put in... Um, little bit milk all those things we don't recommend that in Ayurveda that most forms of these breakfast mueslis that we buy in the supermarket have a lot of sugar is I guess already well known so that's not really the point um, I want to make here or that's not the most important point the most important factor is um, that yeah those those muesli things are so hard to digest and it will take us a lot of energy from us uh, even natural vari uh, varieties such as oatmeal um, or things like that they should never simply be so, um, they should never just, um, you know, be eaten right of, uh, out of the box, put a little bit of water in it or milk and just eat it like that. They should always be soaked in water overnight. That is very, very important. Because otherwise, um, you know, those little, um, how do you say those, like those, those little oats, um, they can really scratch our yeah intestinal walls also for example um, flax seeds if they are not soaked into water and that is really yeah not a good thing and we don't want that to happen to those uh, intestinal walls because you know you have to take care of your acne right <laughs> um but now I come to the most important point. We should have a warm breakfast. Warm. That's the key word here. Warm, warm, warm. 
Uh, the best would be if it's enriched with um, stimulating spices such as um, cardamom, um, cinnamon, cloves, uh, whatever you like. And of course, depending on the season, depending on your dosha and on your taste, of course. And I have already talked about the sugar you could use in this muesli. Um, but another thing that is definitely not recommended is to put fresh fruits in it. I will come back to that later, but if you want to cook the fruits, you can do it, but don't put raw fruits in it. I will get to that later. It's very, very important. So the breakfast due to Ayurveda should not be too large. And its main purpose is to um, stimulate the digestion. So it's not like a super heavy um, yeah, meal that has to be a lot. It can be small. And for some types, even a warm spice milk um, is completely enough. For example, for the kapha type, you could just have a soy milk with warming spices. Of course, that organic soy milk, that's important with warming spices. Um, you can maybe then put some other things in it, uh, whatever you like, um, to make it a little bit more, um, a little bit more heavier. Um, yeah, soy milk is the best for kapha. Otherwise, it's, I wouldn't really recommend drinking too much milk for coffee, also not the vegan varieties. Because, yeah, it just uh, accumulates mucus. Of course, the dairy version, so the cow milk is the worst, also cheese um, and yogurt. But, um, yeah, just be, be like very, very cautious with all forms of milk if you have a lot of kapha. Um, so yeah, to sum that up, is it has to be a warm breakfast, it has to be easy digestible, it has to um, have some, some spices with it and also just have a breakfast if you're hungry. If you're not hungry, just have a warm Spice milk, that's totally fine. Um, then I have the next one. Now I come to the one that I have already a little bit touched on before. Wrong food combinations. And here, for example, I would like to mention first the fruit myth, kind of. So, also in this muesli, I see that so many times, you know, then the people that eat this uh, muesli with um, milk and with fruits in it. And I'm always thinking like, oh my God, how can they digest it? By the way, let me go back just for one more sentence to the cold breakfast. So I recommend a warm breakfast and it has to be cooked. Um, so I wouldn't recommend to just put a little bit hot water um, in your muesli. That's it. So then it should really be cooked for a few minutes. That's just um, way better. It makes it even easier digestible. Also, I would add a little bit of fat in it, like ghee or um, coconut oil, something like that. That also really, really helps for the morning. And of course, um, in Ayurveda, we also recommend to drink warm water on an empty stomach. 
but that would be before the breakfast to activate the digestive system. So that's just a little bit, little add-on to the breakfast. Okay, sorry. Now number six, wrong food combination like fruits with other food. So I mean, uh, mix fruits with other foods. <laughs> um, because fruits are super easy to digest. So you have to imagine like this. So you eat, let's say an apple, and then you eat at the same time nuts. So the apple is super easy digested and wants to go through the body, but the nuts, they need a lot of time. So the apple has to wait while the nuts get um, digested. So this means this apple, I mean, it's not really an apple anymore, but it's in your digestion. Uh, this apple moss, or however you want to say that, um, this like munchy like texture, it waits in your colon, in your digestion, and it rottens. So that's why um, oftentimes we also we feel bloated. Um, we feel we can't digest, it makes us tired because the digestion takes so much energy and we could do other things with that energy and um, yeah that's basically the explanation in an easy way so that the fruits should only be eaten on a raw stomach you should wait 30 to one hour before you eat something else an absolute no-go is mixing fruits um, with diary that's really something you want to avoid, especially bananas, what I already have mentioned. It's an absolute no-go. It, it just creates like a rock in your belly. So with this, I just, I'm just asking you, um, have you experienced that? Um, how do you feel when you eat this food combination? Do you feel good? or? If you say now, if you listen to this and you feel like, oh, I have no idea, but I'm eating it every morning. So tomorrow, why not just take a little bit time to really observe what is going on in your digestion, what is going on in your mind, uh, because everything is connected, of course. What is going in, how is your concentration? Um, yeah, all those things. Just observe and then you decide how you want to proceed. By the way, also something that is really not recommended is to mix uh, animal foods with dairy products, so with milk products, um, meat or fish or yeah, all those things. Um, in my podcasts, mm, I'm not really talking about animal products, so I will just keep it <laughs> Um, to the minimal so I'm just saying or just telling you also animal products don't mix with dairy so that means milk cheese um, yogurt all those things it's really really not good for your acne then I will go to seven a very common thing that I also always see, and I also did that many years, by the way, <laughs> um, skipping lunch or having a very small lunch and having a big late dinner. So Ayurveda 
doesn't agree with the, with this recommendation that we have um, in the West sometimes, you know, have a big breakfast, have a middle um, lunch, have a small dinner. In Ayurveda we say have a small breakfast, have a big lunch and have a small dinner. And that is just according to the Agni again, because the Agni is at its highest lunchtime, as I also already have mentioned. Um, so this one is an important one in Ayurveda and I do understand if it's not always possible, for me it's also not always possible, but I have really changed that a lot and my digestion, my vitality, my health has really improved since I really tried to have a decent nice lunch and have a small breakfast. Uh, sorry, have a, a small early dinner. And with the breakfast with me, that's always a little bit, yeah, different. Most of the time for me, um, uh, yeah, a spiced milk and some dates is enough, but also not always. It also depends, of course, on the menstrual cycle. So. Um, I will definitely do an episode on that because after we ovulated, so we women, after we had the ovulation, we should eat more. We should also eat more um, carbs then. So I always feel that when I, after the ovulation, I need to eat more than I'm all of a sudden so hungry. And before that, I'm, I'm pretty good to eat not so much, <clears throat> but I love eating. So I'm always eating, I feel. <laughs> Um, yeah, so late dinner, <clears throat> excuse me, in, yeah, because our days are just super long, so we get home at seven and then we eat at eight or nine, that's something I see a lot of time and I also, as I said, I used to live like that, I could not live like this anymore. <laughs> um, <clears throat> So Ayurveda doesn't recommend to have a late dinner. So the best would be if you could eat before 7 p.m. Because we have the doshas again. We always talk about the doshas and always uh, with the doshas and the elements. It's the same, basically. So from 6 o'clock till 10 o'clock in the evening, the kapha dosha is dominant, which means earth and water, which means laziness, uh, maybe um, a little bit of heaviness, coziness also, uh, maybe a sluggishness could be in the system already, in the body, because that's just the energy that is there. So therefore it's very good to um, do very, um, yeah, very cozy things like um, have a dinner, talk with friends, um, watch a movie, you know, like a relaxing, relaxing things. So, um, but yeah, if you can eat before seven o'clock, your digestion will really thank you. And for me, that was a huge game changer because I used to eat super late because of my job that I had at that time. And when I started to eat earlier for me, like, oh my God, it's so different. So, if you can do that, if you can 
switch to having a little bit of bigger lunch and have an early light dinner for example you can have um, a soup you can have vegetables um, a curry um, a stew um, things like that what is not really recommended is to eat too much of raw food at night since i've already recommended uh, not recommended explained that raw food is very hard to digest it can be really hard on the body to digest raw food during the night because the digestion slows down in the night um, yeah and then your body has to work a lot and you are waking up tired in the morning so if you can cook cooked food because the um, have I talked about that actually yeah I mean it's the same that I said about the breakfast breakfast <laughs> breakfast breakfast um, that's a general rule with the cooked food by the way in Ayurveda we always recommend to eat cooked food because it's a pre-digestion and yeah of course you know we could lose some of the nutrition in the food while we cook it but if our body cannot digest the food then those nutrients they are they are just gone right so in Ayurveda we say and I also, I also truly truly believe that and it makes so much sense for me and from my own experience with my body really rather kill a few of the nutrients but the ones that are still there really digest it well um what else uh, yeah another thing that i just want to mention really quick uh, if you want to have salads because i know now it's summertime when you're listening this when the episode is just coming out and i also i love salads i don't eat so many salads anymore as I used to before I went into the Ayurveda wor world. <laughs> but in the summertime, I still love it. So if you want to have a salad at night, I recommend you to have just a little, a small side salad and eat some other things that is warm. Um, or also go for the darker salads. Um, because the darker the salad, the easier to digest. So for example, spinach salad. Um, and also another little tip that I want to give you here is be sure to mix raw veggies or also salads with fat, with some fat. Uh, fatty dips, for example, here ghee uh, or tahine, um, hummus, coconut oil, you know if you can make your own little um, dip with that or just you know just put a little bit of ghee in it and maybe a little bit of spices that really really helps you to digest so some um, ginger um, or other spices that are a little bit activating pepper also amazing or if you eat of course vegetarian you can also use here cream cheese or cheese or you know all these like tips that are out there but also don't forget to check the ingredient lists before you buy them or just make your own then i have number eight 
this is also a big one. Um, it's drinking with food. So I know when you go to a restaurant here in the Western world, the first thing they say, yeah, what do you want to drink? Blah, blah, blah. Then you have to drink. Oftentimes you have apero and then you have like also water with the food and so on. So in Ayurveda, we say, uh-uh, don't do that. Drink one hour or let's say 30 minutes to one hour before you eat and then after you eat because when we eat while we eat when we eat while we eat when we when we drink while we eat of course <laughs> mercury is retrograde while i'm um, recording this episode so sorry <laughs> um yeah anyway so when we drink while we eat we also block the digestion so we mix the drink with the food and the digestion um, slows down so if you can avoid drinking altogether during you eat you can do that if you want to have a few sips of um, warm water or um, just um, normal water with um, a normal temperature, uh, how do you say, like room temperature or for example a, a warm herbal tea, that's okay. But just like a few sips, not an entire glass or two glasses or three glasses. What you should avoid at any time, if possible for you, is of course cold drinks. Because I've already covered that subject, cold drinks, they really, they kill the acne <laughs> and yeah we don't want that of course if you want to have I don't know a glass of champagne uh, once in a while because you are on vacation I really want you to have that because Ayurveda is never a be, uh, about wanting to be perfect so we always say live 70% Ayurvedic if you are interested of course in Ayurvedic lifestyle and then the 30% you can cheat a little bit or just enjoy. Then I have number nine, not eating according to your dosha or to your body mind type. That could happen because we follow mainstream tips, you know, things that we read in magazines, uh, in papers, on Instagram, wherever. And it's not for our dosha. It's not for our dosha or it's maybe also not on where we live, of course, because I've also mentioned that a little bit. So if I read something, um, yeah, that a person writes that lives in Africa, but I live here in Switzerland. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe they don't need the same things as I need here. But that's also something that I see that could happen when you live, for example, with a partner that has another dosha. Let's say a vata and a kapha person, they live together and vata needs these super nourishing foods, you know, like a lot of carbohydrates, a lot of fats and kapha needs the opposite. So, of course, kapha could gain a lot of weight while vata could just be super healthy or the other way. So. The kapha person cooks for themselves, you know, soup, uh, more light foods, maybe not so much carbohydrates, you know, like, and the vata person, they get thinner and thinner and unhealthier and unhealthier. So here you need to know your dosha. 
and you should eat according to your dosha. You can have um, you can cook for a family and you don't have to have four different meals if you have um, let's say three different meals if you have three different doshas. Uh, yeah, you could also have four different doshas, of course, because most of us are a mix. But I, I'm not going too much into these details, but you can do that. It's possible. But for that, you would need, um, yeah, we, I would need to discuss with you what makes sense for you. Um, what else? Yeah, I'm just giving you a few examples. The kapha types, they... Um, or the red or copular types um, they have a lot of moisture in their system uh, they could have a lot of mucus slow digestion and uh, also it is um, already mentioned that um, tend to water retention so they need stimulating light food for example soups um, spices also good um, they could have a fasting day from time to time with where they only eat soups, that's totally okay for them. Then, for example, you have the pitta type, that's the athletic type, not super skinny, not super corpulent. They're always in the middle, but athletic. Um, they cannot skip a meal, they need the food, they have a very fast digestion, um, and they are super hot. <laughs> they have a lot of fire, so they need some rather cooling foods, not too spicy, because yeah, they would really overheat. They can eat raw foods from time to time. Um, they also need carbohydrates for sure, because they also love to do a lot of sports. Um, they shouldn't go for alcohol or caffeine a lot, because they already have so much energy that could just be too much for them. Um, what else? Yeah, I think that's it. Then we have the water type. Water types are the, um, the small one, uh, very small or very tall, more the thin type. They have a lot of dryness, irregular digestion, is quickly stressed. Um, they're very sensitive, but very creative. So this type, as I already mentioned, needs a lot of grounding foods like root factories, nuts, um, healthy carbohydrates, um, warming spices, fats. They shouldn't really eat too much raw foods and they should never fast, like do a soup fast or um, water fast or something like this. A kitchery fast, yeah, is definitely in okay, but Kitchen is very nourishing, so that's, a, that's okay for all types, but never do another type of fast if you are a water or if you have a lot of water in your system. Then I have number 10, chasing superfoods. Um, I mean, there, have, there were so many new superfoods that, that are always coming and then they're in the newspapers, oh, that's the new food, like for example, chia seeds, gochi berries, um, matcha, uh, what else? Yeah, all those things. But oftentimes these foods are coming from overseas and they do not grow here or where you live. Therefore, I've also mentioned that before, 
um, we just don't have the proper digestive enzymes that would be needed for this food and we can maybe not profit from it as much as it's sold to us. So here I would just recommend, this one I will keep very short, um, to check if there's something similar in your area. For example, chia seeds, they come from South America um, and do we have something similar here? Yes, we have flax seeds. It's, uh, it's of course not exactly the same, but it's very, very similar and it comes very close. So we don't have to eat something from another country, we don't have to take their food away because they have a little bit of problem now at some places because they are export so many chia seeds when in the end we can just eat our flax seeds here. So I love to have like the big picture view and to really ask ourselves what do we really need and I'm of course also here not saying you can never have your goji berries but in moderation and also mainly we should really consume the food that we that grows around us because that's the food we need. Then I have number 11 raw food diets. So in the summer this is not a problem uh, when we eat a lot of raw foods, let's say mainly or for the most types of us, um, because in the summer the digestion is strong enough to, um, and it's very warm, the digestion is, is very warm then and we can digest the colder foods easily. However, in the colder seasons, as I also already have talked about it a little bit, we should really avoid to eat that because it's so hard to digest and we should definitely eat mainly cooked food. Um, yeah, as I already said that the cooked food is um, working as a pre-digestion kind of and um, better to have to be able to digest everything than to have all the nutrients in the food but we cannot digest it so rather kill a few before. That's what I also already have mentioned. I'm repeating myself a little bit here. Sorry for that. So that's why I am really critical and also Ayurveda is, um, thinks that of this raw, raw vegan movement. Um, because yeah, what's often forgotten in these recommendations is also what I have also mentioned before is really that we have to adapt the diet to our environment and to our body type. So if someone that lives in Hawaii also has the, a good dosha, it can be healthy to eat really everything raw. But for someone that lives here in Switzerland, as I do, it's, it's not healthy. And I would really like to see a person that is healthy with this um, diet. Of course, it can also be beneficial as a guided cure for certain diseases. Um, the same goes for water fasting. But it always depends um, who are you, what type are you, where do you live, how old are you, where are you in your cycle. Very important point here, very, very. If you want to go on a soup fast or something like this, uh, do it before you ovulate, for sure. Um, yeah, 
So because after ovulation, extreme fasting cures are simply not healthy for us women and it can really mess up the hormones. Um, yeah, and I would only do those kind of fastings with professional support. Then I have number 12, which is fat-free diet. Um, this is not so common anymore, but there was a time um, and I remembered it very well because when I um, started to yeah, be interested in diet um, in my teenager years, uh, this was such a trend. So we would every, everything was fat-free, everything was... Um, yeah, <clears throat> that's another thing, by the way. Um, I would never recommend to buy diet products like fat-free diet, uh, fat-free products um, and, and those diet product products. Um, but yeah, this fat-free diet was such a trend there. And I mean, today after I've did a lot of research about this subject, um, I mean, I don't think it's new for a lot of us that um, this was created by the sugar industry. <laughs> In any case, um, anyway, I ate a pretty fat-free uh, diet for a while and it was so unhealthy for me and I uh, was so, um, I didn't have any energy and it caused um, really some imbalance in my body, like a super messed up menstrual cycle, um, dry skin, lack of concentration, anxiety even, yeah, things like that. So nothing you want to experience. Um, and in Ayurveda, we really recommend to put a little bit of um, fat into every food because it helps the digestion. So the best one would be ghee, that's clarified butter. And yeah, okay, um, I know that is not vegan, but I eat it on a regular basis. I love it. I'm mainly eating vegan besides that, but I eat ghee, so I'm not 100% vegan, I'm vegan-ish. <laughs> um, so for example, ghee stimulates the digestion. Yeah, it stimulates it. That's maybe a surprise for you. Um, because it also it gives the body a certain moisture, which is, which is so important for a good digestion, but also for the skin, for the hair, for... Yeah, for the, for the entire system, also for the energy canals that are running through uh, our bodies. Um, ghee is just amazing. We could really fill books on the benefits of ghee. Maybe I will make an episode once on just ghee. Um, there are, by the way, also um, vegan geese that I have seen. They are made from, um, from what was that? olive oil and sunflower oil. Uh, I wouldn't recommend sunflower oil um, to eat on a daily basis because it's um, rather pro-inflammatory pro but from time to time it's, it's really it's good and it's delicious. I really lo like those um, vegan geese. Um, but I as I already said, I myself, I have kind of made the decisions for myself that I eat ghee and it's good for me. And it also has some um, B12 in it. And so for me, I can do that really well. I, of course, check that it's an organic one and a good brand. Then I have number 
13, which is vegan diet. And here I would like to um, just share some of my thoughts, but also of course Ayurvedic thoughts and just what I see, because vegan has become such a huge trend. Um, Ayurveda generally recommends a vegetarian diet um, and it uses meat or meat broth as medicine, but doesn't recommend meat on a daily basis. But the classical Ayurveda, the ancient one, they recommend dairy products and milk is one of their superfoods. But then I'm, yeah, I'm just questioning that and I'm like, is this still up to date? I personally doubt that because the quality of dairy products is not what it used to be. I mean, that could also just feel a, a whole uh, episode. But in my opinion, um, the dairy products that we can buy in, in supermarkets um, are just not healthy anymore. And there's not much left from what the Ayurvedic books, uh, the Ayurvedic texts were talking about. If you want to drink or if you have access to raw milk or um, also fresh yogurt or cheese directly from an organic farm that you maybe know that you can pick that up that you also see you know how the cows are treated and all those things i think you can consume that and it's okay but otherwise i would really rather be careful with dairy products and yeah even if you feel like it, avoid them altogether. If you are the right type, okay? So also that you would have to check it with the coach or with the nutrition or with your doctor, with your Ayurvedic doctor, maybe. Mm. So I do recommend a vegan diet for certain people, but also not for everyone. So I myself, I have made a choice. Uh, it was um, 2014. To go from a vegetarian diet, I'm, I don't eat meat since I'm 14 years old. Um, I mean, sometimes I had to, kind of, because when I wanted to fit in or so. <laughs> um, but I would never, yeah, I, n I never in my life cooked meat. That's actually not true. I did cook meat from my dog because I have a dog now. But that was super weird for me to do that. Um, but for me, I would never do that. And um, yeah, then I transformed into the vegan diet at 2014, around that time. But I'm not so strict. I'm vegan-ish. And um, as I already mentioned, I eat ghee or I also eat honey or bee pollen. And I eat that on a regular basis. And then when I'm like on a vacation and sitting on the ocean and they have fish or sea um, seafood or so then I would also make an exception so I'm, I'm not super strict. Um, a vegan lifestyle, lifestyle is very good for kapha types, um, for pipa, pipa, for pitta maybe, it depends a little bit and for water mm, I don't know if I would recommend that so much. Um, so yeah, that's just the whole point, right? I cannot say I recommend it for you or I recommend it because 
it depends on the type, it depends on the age, it depends on where you live, blah, 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 all those things. The most important thing here is that um, if someone wants to go on a vegan diet that they inform themselves well because to live vegan does not mean and that's very important and I think that's my whole message uh, in this um, topic to live me vegan does not mean to simply leave out all the animal products it needs more research because it's so important that we cover all the nutri uh, nutrients we need uh, even though, I mean, in Ayurveda we don't really work with the nutrients, we work only with the tastes. Um, but I will talk about the tastes um, definitely in another episode. Um, but here, if I can just break it down very, short, uh, very briefly from the Western point of view. Um, so we need the carbohydrates, proteins, fats, and then of course all the micronutrients. There are so many, I cannot uh, name all of them. Um, but the micronutrients, in my experience, they're most of the time, they're not really a problem in a vegan diet. So for example, carbs, um, they would be in grains, zucchini, squash, um, pumpkin, then we have fats, coconut, nuts, seeds, and the proteins there would be in lentils, mung beans, chickpeas. That would be recommended to eat in a daily basis because they have a lot of those uh, and they also have carbohydrates. That's a cool thing about those. Um, peas also, then of course also, also the nuts and the chia, see, uh, the nuts and the seeds, not just chia seeds, all the seeds, they also have proteins. So. Um, but yeah, you would really have to dive into that because sometimes I see people that they are vegan and then they eat a sandwich. Um, I don't know, a sandwich with, you know, like white bread sandwich and then uh, for, the, for lunch and then at dinner they have pasta with um, a vegan sauce, you know, and that just concerns me because you won't have all the nutrients or then they buy uh, these vegan products which are full of sugar and that can be super super unhealthy sometimes by the way um, people need to supplement b12 or also iron when they have a vegan diet but also here you have to you have to go with your type and with your body and maybe check with a doctor those levels. Um, yeah, I've already mentioned that a little bit, this lab labeling things. So just because something says vegan really doesn't mean it's healthy. It's maybe vegan, but check the ingredients list. I've talked about the ingredients list a lot, I think, so I will leave that. So I will go to the last one. And that is um, that we eat a lot of food that is packed into plastic. <laughs> and when I did my first um, Ayurvedic um, education, when I became a Ayurvedic nutrition nutritionist, um, this was a huge, huge topic. And it really is important how the food is packed. Or packaged because uh, for example now that I'm talking about plastic <clears throat> I'm now not really talking about um, I mean I know that 
there is also benefits with plastic that we can keep the food longer, uh, longer so it can prevent um, food waste. Um, I know those things, but that's not the subject that I want to cover here. So therefore I would also, by the way, recommend to eat, uh, to buy just what you need and don't buy so many things that you have to throw the food away. I mean, I am personally someone I cannot throw food away. For me, it's like I just cannot do that. <laughs> um, therefore, I, yeah, I always make sure that I don't have too much, that I, in the end I don't have time or I forget to eat it. But that's, um, that's another subject. So I want to talk about plastic. Why is it bad to, yeah, to eat things that were before plaqued into plastic because in the plastic um, or when the food is in, packed in the plastic, tiny par particles of the plastic can get into the food. They are so tiny. I mean, you can't see them or I don't even know if, if under a microscope if you could see them. They're so, so small. And then we eat the food and then they get into our body. However, our body cannot, doesn't know what that is. It cannot digest that. And then it doesn't know what to do with it. And what does it do? It stores it as waste in our tissues. In Ayurveda, it's called our dotus. <sighs> I know for me, this topic was so heavy and it really it shocked me so much and I had really a time where I thought oh my god I cannot eat anything anymore here um, because also many other things of course I learned um, but yeah today I tried to make it a little bit more um, you know to trust more and to don't stress too much about it because I live in a modern world and I also really have learned to trust my body and I bless the food and I take out the toxins with my little prayer that I say and I just leave the nutrients in it and um, that really helps me but that's another level of course but whenever I can I avoid plastic I also I would never for many many years you know take a plastic bag in a store or so um, so I would really really avoid that altogether and also try to avoid um, to buy food that is packed in plastic but of course when you want to live in a quote-unquote normal world and when you have to go to the supermarket from time to time when it's not possible for you to just go um, and buy from a local market and for me it's unfortunately at the moment not so I have to go to supermarkets from time to time so what I do for many years now is um, the first thing I do um, I immediately fill um, the food for example dates um, or nuts I immediately fill them into glass and that's also what I would recommend you because, uh, you know, from my understanding, the longer it stays in the plastic, the worse it gets. So if I can at least take a little bit of time away <laughs> and fill it into glass and also it looks nicer in glass, um, then I feel that's a really, really good option to support ourselves and our health. Um, 
yeah, I think I'm done. Ooh, that was a long episode. I hope uh, you have, you're still here listening with me and um, it was interesting for you. Um, and uh, to end this episode, I, I will just, um, yeah, if I would have to break it down for you, this whole episode, and would give you a tip within three sentences that support you when you go grocery uh, shopping. Uh, I think it would be buy food without any labels, for example. You know, a fruit that doesn't have a, doesn't need a label because you can see it's just a fruit. There's nothing else on it. Organic, of course, if possible. Um, and fully ripe harvested. For example, when you live here in Switzerland, Demeter, they are the best products. In my opinion, I don't want to make any advertisement for them, but it's just from my opinion. Or, of course, local farmers that you know. Um, then the second one would be by regional and seasonal. Best at the regional weekly market, as I already said, and according to your body, mind and um, energy type. Always, if you buy something else, always check the ingredient list before you buy something, put it back. If there are so many um, things, more than five things in the, in the, um, in the product, or if there are words that you don't understand, just don't buy it. Yeah. So, this was it for today's episode. I hope you, yeah, you could take something from it. And I would really love, love, love to hear from you how, uh, or, you know, which one of the 14 things that you liked most or that was new for you, maybe that surprised you, maybe you also have some questions, uh, you want to go a little bit deeper and want to have um, a better understanding or want me to explain it a little bit more to you, just feel free and write me a message. I'm so happy to share the Ayurvedic wisdom with you and the holistic, um, yeah, holistic way of living and um, I'm sending you a big hug and good vibes. And until next time, Daniela.